Yo, today's QOD is order is heaven's first law. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Bob Proctor back on the show today. And today, Bob is talking about a couple really important things. He's talking about how order is heaven's first law. When you bring your mind into order, your reality is going to be an outpicturing of the order of your mind. And he's also talking about Principle over precedent. If you've got an idea that no one's ever done before, you can be the first. You know, um, about maybe two months ago, I was having a really rough two weeks. You ever have like a couple weeks where nothing goes the way you want it to go? Just weird stuff was happening. Things were breaking. My battery in my car died. Just, just a lot of weird stuff was happening. And... I was reading, I think, um, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. Phenomenal book. Highly recommended. And I think in that book, she was writing about how when things aren't going well, like clean up your house, like get everything in order. And if you ever come to my house, like you would never think that it's not orderly because I keep the place really clean. But you wouldn't know that inside the drawers things weren't as clean as they were on the outside of the house. You know what I'm saying? Or outside of the drawers, if that makes any sense. And so I took a day and I deep cleaned the house. I got rid of all of this extra stuff that was in the drawers. Like I had like four pairs of tongs. Like who needs four pairs of tongs? I mean, you only need one. At all this extra stuff I didn't need. There was papers I didn't need and just old stuff that I just hadn't gotten rid of cleaned out the garage. My garage is super clean right now. And just doing that just made me feel so much better. It changed my vibration. It changed my energy. And I tell you that two weeks I had that string of bad luck. I had those two weeks ended right there that day. And ever since then, things have been running fairly smoothly. And so if there's anything you can take from today's episode, it's to bring some order into your life. Clean out the house, clean out your garage, clean up your, your office, you know, because not only is like the inside always going to be mirrored on the outside, but the outside can really help you feel better on the inside as well. It kind of goes both ways. And so uh, hope you enjoy today's talk. Here's Bob. Now, the starting point is such a magnificent concept. It's something that you can read over and over and over again. He says, it's an old saying that order is heaven's first law. And like many other old sayings, it contains a much deeper philosophy that appears immediately on the surface. Order is heaven's first law. When you bring things into order in your mind, I don't care if it's washing your car. Have you ever noticed the car drives better? It does. It's a phenomenon, isn't it? Clean the inside, the outside of the car, and it just runs, seems to run smoother. 
Have you ever noticed when the kitchen's a mess and you get it all cleaned up, the dishes are all washed and put away, there's order in the kitchen. It feels so much better. Order is heaven's first law. What would be the opposite of order? Chaos. Well, that wouldn't be a heavenly state, would that be? It would be a hell of a state, wouldn't it? Yeah, when things are in a chaotic state, they're in a hell of a state. There's not much good about it. You feel upset, you don't feel right. You get sick of it. How oh, can only change this? I don't like this. Order is heaven's first law. And like any many other old sayings, it contains a much deeper truth than appears immediately on the surface. Now he says, getting things into a better order is the great secret of progress. It's the great secret of progress. If you want to make progress, make order essential in your life. Got to have order. Get your office cleaned up, everything works better. Getting things into a better order, order is the great secret of progress. We're now able to fly through the air, not because the laws of nature have been altered, but because we have learned to arrange things in the right order to produce this result. If all things are possible, we've always been able to fly. It was because we learned to arrange things in the right order to produce that result. Well, if you want to get a result you haven't got, if you want a result beyond where you're at, you've got to get things into a better order. Things themselves had existed from the beginning of the world. What was wanting was the introduction of the personal factor, which by an intelligent perception of the possibilities contained in the laws of nature. That one line there is just mind-boggling. I love it every time I read it. The intelligent perception of the possibilities. You see, the things themselves that existed from the beginning of the world, what was wanting was the introduction of the personal factor. You'll hear people say, God will do it. God will not do it. You got to do it. God works to and through you, but you've got to do it. I love the author that said, I quoted him earlier, God will feed every bird, but won't put food in the nest. Think about it. I just ask God for things to be better, and then they sit and wait. They treat God like a cosmic bell captain or something. What was wanting was the introduction of the personal factor, which by an intelligent perception, we talked about perception, shifting perception, the intelligent perception of the possibilities contained in the laws of nature. Should we be able to bring to working reality ideas which previous generations would have laughed at as the observed fantasies of an unbalanced mind? 1963, when I sat down and wrote out, I will build a company that operates all over the world. Most people would have thought it was nuts. How are you going to do that? Well, you're going to invent an internet. What's that? Well, it's just, 
it's in the ether. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we just plug into what? Into space and we look at a thing and it goes there. <laughs> Simultaneous with me sending it there. You see how bizarre it would be? That was just in 1973. I remember the first television set I saw. It was around 1945, I think. It was in Knappman's radio store at the corner of our street. It was Norman Knappman had a radio show. He would fix radios. And he had the television in the window. And it was all shh. It was just all nothing but black and white dots. And every once in a while, somebody would say, here comes somebody. And somebody would come to the surface. And then they'd fade away. <laughs> That's the way it was. Yeah, it was like they're coming out of this tube. And they come to the surface. Here, 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 here comes somebody. And, and then it would fade again. And they only had things on television in certain hours usually in the evening, maybe for an hour. Now, even with that in front of us, if somebody had suggested you'd have a loan on television, what we've got going on television, and that you could put it in a watch, and you could talk to each other and have their face there in front of you from the other side of the world, they would have really thought you were out of your mind. Even though we had the basics of it, can you see what I'm saying? Well, he said, all that was needed was the personal factor, an intelligent perception of the possibilities contained in the laws of nature. He said, should we be able to bring into work in reality ideas which previous generations, like our own kids maybe, uh, or kids' kids, or grandparents would have laughed at as the observed fantasies of an unbalanced mind? Shouldn't we be able to do that? You and I be able to. We can do that. We can do that. <coughs> we talk about, I wonder when they're going to do that. Who are they? Who are they? They are you and me. But we don't, we don't think of it that way. We think of them or they. I wonder how they are. I wonder how they'll do that. We should change. Say, so I wonder how I'll do that. See, the lessons learned from practical aviation of the present day is that of triumph of principle over precedent. That's what Sandy got involved in when she started working with me. It was principle over precedent. Now, she was very tied into precedent. She came from the law background. Different laws, though. You see? Of the working out of an idea to its logical conclusion, in spite of the accumulated testimony of all past experiences to the contrary. This is what the Wright brothers did. They, they ignored all that past stuff. The lessons learned. They, these are lessons we should learn right now. From the practical aviation of the present day, that of the triumph of principle over precedent. It doesn't matter what's happened in the past. 
You and I are created beings. We can go in our mind and we can take ourselves there and we say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to bring this into form. I can see it. I can see it. If I can hold it in my head, I can hold it in my hand. Get serious, for goodness sake. You're the power, most powerful creature on the planet. With these notable examples before us, can we say it's futile to inquire whether by the same method we may not unlock still more important secrets and gain some knowledge of unseen causes which are at the back of external and visible conditions? See, we got to be able to look right into things. We got to be able to look into space. When you take a look at what Cynthia Kersey has done with the Unstoppable Foundation, I saw one thing on the, on the slides that she was throwing up there that really made me stop and appreciate what she was doing. She had the Unstoppable Academy, a place in deep Africa where there was not even any drinking water, and she's got an academy. People are graduating in, our, in agriculture, in various different nursing. The Unstoppable Academy. When, when, when I went to her birthday party, the Unstoppable Foundation was nothing but an idea in her mind. It wasn't even incorporated. It was nothing. But it's something now. I mean, what the hell? If she can do that, have you ever thought of what you can do? Then by bringing all these unseen causes into a better order, more practical working realities of possibilities, which are present, at present seem but, unfast, but fantastic dreams. So if you're sitting there and think, well, hell, this is nothing but a dream. Well, that's where everything starts. All right, my friends, that was Bob Proctor. His website is proctorgallagherinstitute.com. That clip came from his recent live event called Paradigm Shift. If you're interested in watching Bob live and in person do his thing, he's got his next Paradigm Shift live event coming up in Los Angeles, California, January 24th through the 26th. You can get registered at proctorgallagherinstitute.com, and they have early bird pricing available right now. Now, that is it for me. I think, let me look at my notes real quick. Yeah, that is it for me. I'm going to see you tomorrow with another motivation mix. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.